With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I'm joined by Kevin McCluskey. The full-time whistle has just gone at Hamden Park. It's Celtic three and Inverness Calithistle one. Wasn't an easy encounter, Kevin, by any means. But Celtic are now standing on the shoulders of giant Sanj Postecoglou's on the park. Um, there was an embrace between him and Jota, and and there's one right now between him and Abada. And I'm sure that uh, all the body language experts will be out in force, Kev. <laughs> ah, no doubt, no doubt. Aye, everyone will be looking at that, reading this and that into it. But I'm just going to watch this on the other screen and take it all in. Because to me, this is just... It's, it's uh, history, mate. This is history. It's history, exactly. I don't care at the moment about the rest of the narrative that's going to be going on around. This is a, a world record eight. Treble. I mean, you've, you've got to live in the moment over and over again and let it sink in because that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, exactly. You know, you think about the the world in which we live in, where everything is instant gratification, everything is glued to a device. Now, obviously, we inhabit that world, right? Because that's how we operate and that's how we function when it comes to creating content, putting things out there. Um, but you know, what it does stop you from doing a lot of the time, and you've got to be really aware of it, is it stops stops you from living in the moment and just enjoying the essence of what's happening in front of your eyes. Um, we're not at the game. You're in Hungary. You're detached in terms of geography from this. But it is about looking at these scenes on the park and just soaking it all up, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about the game and the performance 
I'm, you know, we'll say it maybe wasn't a vintage performance, what have you. At the end of the day, the record books show that we've won the cup. We've won, we won the game 3 1, we've won the cup, and that's all that matters. And I, you're just going to watch this and take it all in. It's a lot like uh, the John Joel Perrier Dumbe final that you mentioned earlier, actually. Mm-hmm. The feeling that we kind of dominated that game as well, but it just was never coming. It never looked like it was coming. Or rather, it just looked like we were never going to get the goal. It was always coming, but you just didn't know when. And this game had a wee bit of that feel about it as well. But it doesn't matter because you celebrate that game, celebrate the win, and you're doing that again tonight because it's just won another Scottish Cup. We've just won another treble, and that's all that matters. That's all you're going to take away from this. No, it that's is. What you need I mean, to take away from this. Yeah. Not, not only is. Um... Doombe got that uh, incredible record of the goal in the cup final. He is the only Celtic player I'm aware of in the history of the club with two hyphens in his name. So there you go. Uh, there's the first question for you. We will get to the action. Um, but the, but these moments, these are special moments. Celtic are, are creating um, history that, that you know, has hitherto never been seen. It's a world record, eighth treble uh, domestically for the club um, when you think about the fact that we won four back to back we've now won five in seven years um, those trebles have come from Jock Steen who won two Martin O'Neill many many years later who won one Brendan Rogers, who secured two Neil Lennon who secured two um, because obviously one of them was was kind of shared and um, Ange Postacoglu now has uh, etched his name into the history books as Celtic Football club. I'm going to ask you the question before we get to the action. How much does that mean? How much does that legacy mean to a manager in the modern game? Do you think, Kevin? I think it's massive. I really do, because we've seen how difficult it is to win a treble. Um, it's massive. The legacy that he leaves behind, but actually leave behind. Stop that, Kev. The legacy that he's created for himself at the moment, which he will hopefully add to next season, is something that's... Uh, oh. We talked about not, being, not taking things for granted, and that's that's what this is all about. Right. It's an incredible achievement. The managers that we've had, that you've just listed, who've maybe only won one treble, and he's got two. It's unreal. He's up there with the best managers that we've got, and it's uh, it will be a great legacy that, that he's he's creating, and as I say, can hopefully add to. And for someone like Ange, who doesn't go after kind of in-season records, I don't think he wasn't too fussed about getting a points record in the league or a goals record in the league. These are the ones that count because it is about winning trophies. That's what Ange is all about. That's the mentality he's brought. That laser focus of. We do what we need to do to get a league one. We do what we need to do to get a cup one. And this is complete vindication of of his methods and that trust in the process that he kept on telling us from day one. So, yeah, for him, massive. For the club, unbelievably huge. You're right what you were saying about in-season records because he didn't seem too concerned about you know, breaking a record when it came to how many points that you've won, how many goals that you've scored. Once that league title was wrapped up, and he's actually gone on to speak about that, Kev. He's spoken about the fact that, you know, you you could take your foot off the pedal, you can play fringe players for three games and drop a few points. Um, and then the following season, you could have a, a great run in Europe, which we've not had this season, and uh, win the league by 
by fewer points? Does it make it a lesser season? So I can understand his mentality behind it. I just think as fans, you know, we, we're we're not spoiled, but, you know, we, we've got expectations for every game. We cover every single game. Easter Road, um, you know, after you've won the league, we, we still want to win the game. You still don't want anybody to play uh, badly. You know, that's just the way it is. Callum McGregor's getting interviewed right now, and I want to actually start off our uh, analysis of the game by looking at Callum McGregor. Um, his performance today, of course, but just, you know, the, the rock that he's becoming in Celtic side. We've seen him coming through as a kid. Um, it looked as though he wasn't going to break through at Celtic, unfortunately. He's gone out for that uh, much-talked-about loan period at Notts County. He was a big success at Notts County, you know, famously playing with Jack Grealish. He comes back, he's given his first team debut competitively under Ronnie Dyla, and he's just developed under every manager he's worked with. He's developed under every single one of them. Um, Ange Postacoglu made him captain, you know, so he's played a massive part in the development uh, of Callum McGregor. And then you're, you're watching him today and you're looking at a situation where, to be honest with you, it's not something they laboured, but I thought Hattati had been absolutely chopped. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at that, uh, and obviously Carl McGregor isn't, because what he's done is he, he's off, he's off-ski. And he's the one that reacts again. Not only does he react first, Kev, but he overlaps Jota, he overlaps O, and he's the guy that, that's actually making the ball count when he, when he brings it in. How many times have we seen him grabbing a game by the scruff of the neck when we need him to do it? Countless times. It's one of the you know the recurring topics that we've had throughout the season. It's just the game hasn't quite been going our way. We need someone to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and drag us through over the line. Who's the man that does it? Nine times out of ten, it's Callum. He's there. He's always there, just like we're always there, as Tommy Burns would say. But um, yeah, absolutely. His development as a player for Celtic has has been brilliant to watch. Uh, I think um, I think Dyla is probably the, the perfect manager to handle McGregor coming through because I think he had a bit of an emphasis on giving young players a game and trusting them and developing them. And then, as you say, for every manager since then, he's imposed himself as being a first-team player and he's just grown and grown and grown to the point where I do not mind saying this repeatedly as well. He makes me eat my words because I didn't think he was captain material. And he's turned it to be an inspiration as captain. And that goal, that second goal, it's it just sums him up. Because as he says, it's um, fair play to um, to the ref, actually, for allowing yeah. the advantage to go. You've got to give him a wee bit of credit when it's due. One, once but a season. I'll allow it once a one, season one, on, a, on a, a day like today. It. And it's, it's cup final day, so you know <laughs> no one's going to cast this up to me next week in a live show because there's no a game. Uh but yeah, give the ref his credit for that. But then McGregor, it's that quickness of thought that the ball's there. I'm playing it. I'm starting an attack and I'm driving on. Like you say, he gets past O, he gets past Jota. He makes sure he's the man that gets that, that ball. And uh, aye, it just sums him up. We absolutely needed the second goal at that point, And yep. he's the man that drives us on and gets it for us. And he's done it so many times. Aberdeen away being the big one that we always come back to. Mm-hmm. Because we absolutely needed to win that game, and it's the cap. Rangers at Ibrox when they had got the early goal, and and yes. you know there was also that moment where he's grabbed, he's basically grabbed the game by he's the just, scruff of the neck. He's it? just grabbed it and he's driven forward and he's got us the goal, and he's done it so many times, countless times. So, very very tough for him because he deserves all this, and he 
That's his 21st honour, I think, as a Celtic player. I mean, the record... many that's won more than that. <laughs> the, the record that, that you know we're talking about as a collective, as a club, under Ange, but the, the record that he has you know, as, as a relatively young player, uh, 29 years of age, Kevin, is, is unbelievable. And obviously his teammate James Forrest came on. He's going to be celebrating a testimonial very soon. He came on. He's up there as well in terms of the gongs. Um, the only people that have won more than those two players in the history of Celtic Football Club are Scott Brown and Billy McNeil and Bobby Lennox. You know, it, it's incredible. We've actually got two of these guys in our team right now in the present. And that's what we are saying about earlier, how you've just got to live in the moment. It's incredible actually seeing the, the Celtic crowd and the fact that some people are spotted in the Celtic crowd wearing next season's change kit that hasn't yet been launched by the club. Yeah. It's not been released by the club, but obviously because of the Adidas faux pas, there's a few lucky individuals in that crowd wearing the jersey, which I find quite quite amusing. I've got a few, I'm really keen, I know it's going to take a while for people to join us, that's understandable. We always go live as soon as the final whistle is blown, Kevin. We've done it since day one on the streaming, you know, back in the old uh, the lockdown days. We've always gone live and that, you know, we've done that when we've been knocked out of the cup with Ross County. We've done it when we've, uh, you know, we've won cups, we've won leagues. Uh, we've always done it, we're, we're always going to do it. Um, and that, that's the reason why we're doing it. So if we're looking at the comment section here, I'm going to bring as many of your comments up as possible. As I said at the top of the show, um, we're not trying to say anything prophetic or anything like that. It's just, you know, this is history. We're living in special, special times. And I think what adds to that occasion, Kev, is that that blip, is that anomaly, that lockdown season where everything went wrong and it was dark, dark times. Um, and I think it galvanises you, doesn't it? So that when you see the good times, you enjoy them even more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no one wanted that season, but in a way we might have needed it. It might have been that kind of reset thing that you need just to appreciate these moments again, even more. I don't think there was many of us that were like getting overly blasé about it and just expecting it year after year. But to have had that season and that feeling of just utter disappointment and being at the lowest ebb and basically the, when Ange came in as well, thinking like, this might be two years before we win a title again because the size of the rebuild, you just appreciate this moment so much more. Um, and guys like us, you know, we'll, we'll talk about us for our age group and that. Right? Formative years, Celtic won nothing, you know. Growing up through school, for me, certainly, Celtic won nothing. I'm trying to think about this not so long ago. There was maybe two or three league titles Celtic won in the 13 years that I was between primary school and high school. And since then, it's just been trophy after trophy. You don't take it for granted. You watch these moments. You've seen Callum just lifting the, the cup a wee minute ago and how much it means to him. And it means, it means the world to us. And you'll never take it for granted. No, you, you won't. I remember, and I've said this many times about the first game I ever went to, um, was the Tommy Burns testimonial in 1987. Um, and then obviously the season that followed was that glorious double winning centenary year. And, you know, you're thinking as a Celtic fan, this is what it's all about. You, you know that we've, we've been successful because I've watched my old fella and my cousins and my, my uncles and all that going to the games and celebrating uh, titles won and cups won, etc. And you think that's what it's all about. But certainly on a, a personal level, we never won another league until Vim Janssen came in. 
Um, and you know, and it, after that, nothing in terms of a league title until Martin O'Neill came to the club. And I think it was, and I've said this many times, I think it was only when O'Neill came in, Kevin, that the domination began. Uh, Lawrence points out, yeah, but that couldn't have happened without Fergus coming in. Absolutely. But we, we didn't have a manager who was able to come to the club, stamp his authority, not just on the team, but, you know, on the club because you had to have that working relationship whereby we went out there and we spent money like we'd never spent money before. We brought in players um, of the ilk and the calibre that we had never brought in before. You know, there's Ange actually going up to the fans right now and um, he's punching his chest, Kev, and we're all going to become body language experts uh, just very, very shortly. Uh, and I'm going to bring one up at the moment. Neil, you're right. You're not being paranoid. We did notice it. We did notice it, mate. Um, Ange did give the sub players an extra long, uh, I don't know about the farewell, an extra long hug. But you've got to remember as well, right? So let, let's talk about two of the players that I've I seen it with. Jota, right? Now, the um, the Celtic TV interview with, with Jota, Starfelt and Johnson, it was actually quite good, good crack between the three players. And Johnson was saying to Jota, uh, when he was referring to Benfica, he was calling them Bench Fika. Because up until Ange enters Jota's uh, senior football career, where's it going? He's a he's a guy who, as a kid, was a prodigy. He was an absolute prodigy to the point where his club Benfica had put in a, a sell-on clause of something in the region of 80 million quid or 80 million euros. And I know Portuguese clubs tend to do that, right? We've seen the same with um, Ryan Gold, didn't we? There was a huge sell-on clause when he signed for Sporting Lisbon. Um, you know, they, they expected big things. It didn't quite develop. Um, the turning point for his career to date has been, you know, this coming together with Ange Postecoglou, the other player, Abada. You know, Abada's dream, and he said that, I think, in one of his first uh, press conferences, Kev, his dream is to play in English football. Um, and, you know, where where he was and where he is now, he's much closer to doing that because Ange just had belief in him. He's brought him over. The development of that player last season and this season um, has been absolutely nothing short of sensational. As a 22-year-old, you know, if, if you'd brought him through your own academy, you'd be looking at him as, as a supreme talent. I sometimes think we take him for granted. So you've also got that element, Neil, the fact that these players have got a, a very special bond with the gaffer, Kev. Exactly. And the, the other one I saw uh, with was Kyogo. When he went off, he got a, an extra long kind of hug as well. But... Aye, you know, we, we will become the body language experts. We will read into it whatever we want to. So, so the trainer thought, yeah, Angie's leaving, and that's what it was. The players know it, so it's the big hug. Let's spin it. Let's try and be positive on today of all days. The players have been in all week gearing up for this game, knowing the historic importance of it. The players are coming off at 2 nothing up at the time. And we're coasting. And that could just be a, you know, well done. You've seen us through. We've won this game. You've made history for this club. Obviously, it then goes 2-1. Jota makes it three. And he gets the big hug when he comes off. Every single one of those players owes, as you've just said, like a a debt almost to Ange for helping make them, give them the career that they've had. Mm -hmm. But every single one of them has just played a part in an historic day in this club's history. And I just want I just want to have the opinion that that's what Angie's been drilling into them all week. And it's just that emotion of, lads, you've just made history. You've just done something no one else has ever done. Let it sink in. I think so. When you look at it, you know, he's shown a belief 
in the players we've mentioned, he's shown a belief in Joe Hart, who was a washed-up um, England international goalkeeper by by many. You know, if you if you th- if you look at where he was when we signed him, um, we brought him in for just over a million quid. He's showing a belief in every one of the Japanese players that he's brought in from the other side of the world. He's shown that belief in these players, um, some, of, some of whom I think kind of had maybe a fractured uh, sense of where their career was going, uh, not the Japanese players, incidentally. And then, you know, he's, he's sold them a dream. He's sold them this vision. And this is the vision now playing out. This is, you know, at no point, I don't think, would Ange ever say to them, I told you this was going to happen. I told you this was the blueprint, right? But that has always been the case. He's had this vision. He's stuck to this game plan very rigidly, by the way. Even when in the early days, Kevin, people were saying, you've got to adapt to Scottish football. We can't just come in and play your own game. It's not going to work. We heard all that, didn't we? Um, on this very show, we heard it from, from some contributors. And I think that that's all that is. You know, you, you could you could probably look deep into the Ange Postacoglu body language as he's walking around, looking at walk-on, uh, pumping his own chest. What does that mean? You know, you could you could take it both ways, couldn't you? Um, we've spoken about the second goal because obviously at that point Callum McGregor was going up to win uh, to to raise the the trophy. I've got to say as well, what a beautiful trophy! We never speak about things like that. The Scottish Cup is our most beautiful trophy, by the way. It's absolutely stunning, isn't it? Out of the three domestic trophies, far and away the best. Uh, I think I love I love the Scottish Cup. There's a real fairy tale element um, to this particular game. Probably going back to the the sunny sunny 1988, 1989. Those memories through a golden haze, um, and we've had another one of them today. But and we're making this history. But let's not forget to talk about Kyogo, because it was Kyogo that got the ball rolling. Fifth goal in three cup finals, Kev. His fifth goal, unbelievable. And if anyone was going to do he's let, it, it's him. He's let this side, he's let this side down the day by not getting a double. Yes, that, that's that record gone, you know. So unbelievably, but no. I... It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Could there have been many other players that have made that impact in cup finals? Right. Larson, probably. Yeah. But yeah. in his first three finals to hit five goals, that's that's an insane record. And we say that's that he's, he's, been, he's been such a, a crucial player, such a big player for us. And the big player in the big games, he's the man you can absolutely kind of rely on for the goals. And I'm kind of flicking through between looking at you and also on the split screen. Um, and I, I don't know, I think we must just have been singing You'll Never Walk Alone or something like that. And he's been taking it all in. 
if he goes, he's never going to experience that again anywhere else. There's not a fan base as passionate as ours that will sing and give the manager that kind of tribute. He's now the cup and showing it off to the fans. See, see the thing. He's a happy man at the moment. He is. And this is the thing, right? Because instantly, instantly, there's a huge amount of football fans and pundits. I'm not saying Celtic fans. I, I think outside of our bubble that doesn't think that's important. Who say, yeah, but it's only Scottish football. Yeah, but, you know, you can come down and, and make 10 times your wages down in England. And they think that all that other unique side of what makes Celtic Football Club so unique is meaningless. It's no meaningless. That This club can get under the skinny people who have got no connection with Celtic. It's happened all the way through our history, Kev, and it's happened with Ange. There's no doubt about it. I mean, listen, we don't know and we're not professing to know what's going on behind the scenes and in the background, right? But, you know, if you read uh, the press reports surrounding Ange Postacoglu, many, many people had you believe that he's off ski next week. I, I bet you every single one of the players on that pitch knows what the future holds for Ange. Um, they went out there today and they were, you know, they weren't their sensational best. They were professional. They stuck to the game plan. Laser focused, like you say. They got the job done, right? And by the way, I think there was some... Um, decent performances in the second half. We might have a chance to talk about maybe the introduction to Haksabanovic. I thought he was very positive. Um, Abada came on. I thought Abada was having an absolute nightmare of a game. Then he scored the goal. <laughs> and then, of course, Jota. And by the way, I think Abada's game lifted after the goal. Um, and then Jota's goal, which Abada set up, the, the celebration. There are so many moments in the history books of Celtic Football Club that are iconic, Kev. And I'm I'm talking images, you know, hang it in the Louvre. That that's that's Jota every time he scores. I mean, what he did after that goal, and you're looking at it. I mean, the the hairs are standing up on the back back of your neck, and this is what yeah. this football club does to you. And all of that emotional side of things, people, as I say, who are outside the bubble, don't, don't they don't think that that affects the decision of a player or of a manager. And by the way, I, I don't think it fully fully does. But it does come into it. There's there's definitely a connection there. There's a chemistry between the club and the manager. What the manager has said, we have no reason to disbelieve a word that he has said to us. He said in February, Kev, I think you'll be surprised how long I stay here. That was in February. Albeit before the Spurs interest broke, I get all that. But you know what? Let's enjoy today. Let's celebrate today. Um, go into Glasgow if that's your plans. Be safe and we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll deal with whatever's thrown at us because there's, there is one thing. The we never stop mantra. You know, Ange might have said it first, but it's all about Celtic and it's all about the Celtic support. So Ange said that first, but Tommy Burns told us, you know, we're here every week. And that's that's what Ange is following on from, I think, really. Yeah, whether Ange stays or goes, it's not going to come down to us as the fans and what we do, but it's a major influence, it must be and we've seen it, excuse me, we've seen it with um, with players in the past that talk about how they're blown away by by the atmosphere that the Celtic fans create, by the passion they talk about it when they're at the club but they talk about it more when they leave because they've gone somewhere else and they may have won other honours or they may have played in bigger leagues but they've never played in front of that level of support again it's it is a spine tingling 
support that we've got. When we sing, you'll never walk alone. There's not a crowd that can beat it. Dortmund do it well. Liverpool are okay at it. Doesn't doesn't come close to 60,000 Celtic fans singing, you'll never walk alone. The way that we welcome players in is unreal as well. Um, and yeah, it, it will play a part. It has to play a part. As you say, it might not, it might not make or break the decision, but it's definitely going to be in the decision making. Um, and going to a club, to another club, I'm not going to say any names, but going to another club, these things will come into Andy's thinking. Uh, because he likes, I, I believe anyway, he likes to have an attachment to the club that he's at. He likes to feel a part of it, and he's got that here. Will he have the same connection somewhere else? Is it worthwhile going to the club that he's linked with at the moment when he's not going to have that connection and when they've got a history of getting rid of managers at the first sign of any, any trouble? Because as you've said, and when he came in, had a slow start, a rocky start with us, lost the first three away games, but was unwavering in the way that he wanted to play the game and look at how it's turned out for us. If he goes to Tottenham, and he loses the first three away games, he's out the door because they they, uh, they don't have the patience to let somebody like Ange do what he does. So all these things will come into his uh, equation when he makes his decision. Yeah, and, and also so the um, the question as to whether you can work not with the club, but with the person who calls the shots, Daniel Levy. Yeah. I mean, that because that's who we're talking about. And you think to yourself, you've got a good relationship at your work and You've got all those other elements, all those personable elements that make you and your family happy. And they're all right. By the way, that, that's the bit that's difficult to attain. Down in England, any club you go to will give you a higher wage. Any club you go to will potentially give you bigger budgets to, to spend on players. I, I've made the point time and time again, Norwich City, 100.3 million in prize money for getting relegated out of the EPL plus £40.9 million parachute payment. So yeah. we get all that. We know all that kind of stuff. Everybody knows how rich the, the league is, right? Um, but you said there about the, the managerial merry-go-round. That club in particular, six managers in 10 years, and one of the managers has been at the club for five years. So the other four, the other five haven't been there that long. You'll be looking at all this because it's about stability as well as just a quick fix or getting a big payday. But one thing I would point out during that second half there, the commentary team were discussing, um, you know, if if he leaves. In fact, they were talking about him leaving. They weren't talking about if he left. And, you know, with, with regards to if, if he was to go, the Celtic side that he's built are so specific to a, a very specific game plan that somebody's going to have to come in and untangle that. No, you know what? We've got a clutch to really, really gifted footballers. So that's no problem, right? You know, if somebody comes oh. in with a slightly different style, approach, shape, We've still got the footballers that can match that, don't we? Yeah, it's a really patronising thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they can only play, exactly. They can only play the one way. Mm-hmm. So over the last decade or so, we've become a 4-3-3 team. We've moved away from 4-4-2s and O'Neill's 3-5-2. We're a 4-3-3. Ange just does it differently because he inverts the fullbacks. But we're 4-3-3. If another manager comes in that plays that same system, and doesn't want to do the inverted fullback. Taylor goes back to being an up and down the line fullback. Um, Johnson is the same. He becomes just a fullback. You know, that doesn't need to change. The kind of philosophy of how we've played football over the last decade or so has been 
as I say, 4-3-3 is the system. Ball's in the ground. It's quick, fast-flowing, attacking football. If we're looking to bring in a new manager, the new manager is someone that will play 4-3-3, quick, fast, attacking football. There's other coaches out there. There's other coaches out there that invert the full-backs as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. not as if Ange is the only one that's doing that. So, nah, it's absolutely it's a ridiculous thing to say that the players can only suit that one style of football. The only the only thing I would say on that one, that uh, as in like the only way that they know how to play, is to win. And that's the thing that they've done. And, and the new manager that comes in will inherit a group of players that knows how to play winning football. So if we need to get someone new in, he's not coming into a bad situation. No, you're right. And and again, you've got a changing room and a dressing room that have got a culture and a mentality that have been instilled in them, which is far removed from the one that Ange inherited as well. Um, yep. So, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm going to point this out as well. I was asked earlier on today, I was on off the ball, um, and I, I was asked, and I think the two guys are great, actually, um, Stuart and Tam, but I was asked all the different names that were on the odds list, by the way, which I, I vowed not to do on Axon, but obviously I was out, out in my own kind of arena. Um, and the names that were getting named read out to me, because I've not even looked at it, I don't bet, and I, I'm not into the odds and all that kind of stuff, Kev, but the names that were getting read out to me, what struck me was the lack of creativity. That was all the same old names, for example, that probably were on the list last time round, you know? <clears throat> and I think that what would happen is that that wouldn't be the case. I don't think there would be a predictable because I think what we've shown, I think what Ange has done, Ange has, a, has been a bit of a trailblazing appointment for Celtic. We don't, we do tend to play what we would maybe des- describe as playing it safe. You know, for over a hundred years, we always, always employed a manager who had played with a club, for example. We broke the mould. It didn't work with Liam Brady. Oh, let's not try that again. So I think that we've not, we've lacked a bit of creativity in that respect time and time again. O'Neill was box office. He was coming from a big league. We knew what he could do. Rogers was the same. Um, Dialogue was a wee bit left field, but we, we don't tend to do left field. We have done it with Ange, you know, and it might actually break that mould a wee bit more because the names that were getting read out to me were, were not inspiring me with much hope, to be honest with you, because I just think, all right, you're reverting back to a type that's something we've already done before. Um, and I think that Andrew's broken the mould in many, many ways, but he's probably broken the, the, the thought process, I hope, within the Celtic boardroom as well. Yeah, and um, well, if you look back, Eddie Howe was the man that was linked with the job and supposedly had it um, until he decided against it. He, he would have been a, a break-the-mould appointment because he wasn't one of the usual suspects that we were going to. So it, I think I think that whole cycle gives you a wee bit of confidence that we will we will look for someone else. We will look for someone different. We'll maybe go tap up a contact within the city group and see what they can throw at us. I don't think we'll be looking at the kind of those tried and trusted Lennon shouldn't be coming back into the, the field. Someone like uh, Steve Clark, who's always listed, I know shouldn't be considered for it. I've got I've got more confidence now that we would go for someone different, someone that fits the style that we want to play. Um, and having Michael Nicholson involved as well gives me a bit more faith because I think he's done a, he's done a really good job coming in. He's backed and he's um, he's taken like those kind of left-field signings that we've been making. Note. He's, he's allowing us to go and, and develop uh, scouting networks in Asia where we'd never really been before. So 
I'm thinking that the club is moving forward in those respects. If we do need to go and appoint a new manager, though, they need to they need to um, prove me right on that one. Because so many times we have taken ourselves from a position of strength and then blown it when we've had a foot on, on Rangers' neck and we haven't kind of punished them enough. This summer, regardless of whether Ange stays or goes, we need to be we need to be doing that. You know, there's so loads of comments. Either way. There's massive amount of comments coming through, Kevin, in relation to the future of Ange Postacoglu. Totally understand and respect that. And I'm pretty sure during the week we will be delving right into every single view, nuance. We'll get the body language experts in. We'll get the, uh, what was it, the uh, lip reading experts. We'll get them in as well, just in case Anthony Johnson said anything up on the podium there. And uh, we'll get stuck Anthony right Johnson. about all that. You've done it again. I know. Anthony Johnson. Every time, Paul. I know. You know what it is? It's like a hybrid between Tony Ralston and Alistair Johnston. You're right. It's, it's the bricky and, and it's uh, Alistair as well. And it's always when you're on as well. So I'm going to blame you. Um, no, it's just my fault then. I'll, I'll take uh, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that. We're not going to ignore it. But today, I just think it's a, it's an historic day for, for Celtic Football Club. There's a lot of people coming in here as well who obviously... Um, on a day where Celtic win their eighth world record treble and uh, mm-hmm. absolutely dominate Scottish football, you've got nothing better to do with yourself if you're a Rangers fan than come on Axon and try and wind up uh, people that are watching it. But you will be swiftly blocked, uh, particularly on today. Welcome, everybody. I, I know that you're a wee bit later to the party than normal. 500 strong here. Uh, Kevin McCluskey and I have enjoyed that thoroughly. Wasn't a vintage Celtic performance, but we got the job done. It was one of these those ones where you knew it was going to happen. Um, yeah, they got their goal back. They got their goal back. And we could probably bemoan um, the fact that it was very slack in terms of a defensive goal to lose, Kev. Uh, excellent ball into the box. Couldn't take that away from them. But we've got to deal with that um, as a defence. We've got to deal with that um, as a water. He very much, for me, is just a stopgap in that area. And uh, we're going to go into the transfer window. And I'm, I'm sure strength in, in various areas of the park. Kevin McCluskey, we've covered every single moment uh, of Angie's tenure. Um, did you think we'd be sitting here two years in, five trophies deep, a treble in the bag, um, but possibly losing the big guy? No, definitely not. Two years ago when he's come in the door, I would have been happy if we were sitting here just now discussing having won two trophies out of the six and those two be if they were the leagues. That was a that was the, the minimum expectation or yeah, expectation demand on him. I didn't realistically think we would be winning another treble this soon, given the size of the rebuild that he had to do. He's come in and he has done so far an amazing job. He's uh, he brought respect back to the club after the state it was in, after the failed ten in a row season. He's he's improved us on and off the pitch every season, every transfer window we've come out stronger um, so nah sit, sit me back two years ago I would not have thought we would be in this position it's fantastic and the fact that he's won five out of six means that there is going to be clubs that are going to be interested in him and that's that's normal if, if he wins if he'd had a, his first season where he'd just won the league and then in seasons two and three over those two seasons, he wins five out of six trophies. We'll be sitting there going, there's going to be interest in him. If you're a successful football player or successful football manager, 
that will get you interest from somewhere else. That's natural. Just because there's interest doesn't necessarily mean you're going. But um, and we, we all we all hope and pray tonight and tomorrow and whenever that he's uh, he's not going to go. He does. We'll look back in the two years and we'll think how far he's taken the club. And he'd be he'd be one of the managers that would leave with everybody's respect, I think. And and we'd be so grateful for the work that he's done. You've just got to look at where we are in terms of football. Kev, the first nine in a row that Celtic attained under Jock's team, we did it under one manager. You look yep. at the second time round, we did it under three managers, one of whom had two different tenures, front and back. Yep. So that that's how football has changed. Two or three years is probably far more realistic. I'd much rather it was three. I don't think the job's done. I think there's unfinished business in the, in the uh, on the European kind of stage. And I, and I, you know what? I think Ange probably thinks that too, but because of the level of success that he's had so quickly, the interest has probably come in a little bit quicker than he expected. There is a dilemma. There is a question to be asked. I wonder what the answer will be. We'll cover it all in a Celtic state of mind. Thanks every single one of you for getting involved. If you like what we do, give us a thumbs up on the YouTube channel. If you want to comment, uh, subscribe on there as well. And if you want to come and see us live with another ex-Celtic manager um, in Gordon Strachan, then you can do that because the ticket link is underneath the uh, video. And I say another, not because Andrew's an ex-Celtic manager, he's very much the current Celtic manager. But Gordon Strachan is someone who did take us into that Champions League arena uh, last 16, twice on the bounce. And I will be asking him all about that and everything else at the end of this month. Um, the, the tickets are flying, as you would expect with someone like Gordon Strachan. Um, and I'm really looking forward to sharing the stage uh, with a wee fella. There's not many people I can call wee, so when I can, I always do it. Uh, all that's left for me to say is thank you all for tuning in and thank you once again, Kevin McCluskey, for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.